and welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly. We're back in the building together. It's crazy. It's been a minute, Dale. You were on vacation. I was on vacation. Like we've been, we've been hitting here, but the Steelers training camp is upon us. It opens up tomorrow for the first time, and uh, things are going to open up in the South Side this year. Uh, Dale, first of all, how you feeling, man? Getting some time to get away for just a little bit before all the madness starts up. I need a vacation for my vacation. <laughs> That's what I need. You know, I'm ready to I'm ready to go here. I, let's get back into some normalcy. Let's get back to talking to players and, and doing football like stuff. Um, I'm, I'm tired of seeing football in shorts. I want to see some football in pads. We won't see that for a few days. I get they get a little bit of uh, heat acclimation. Uh, but once they get through that, uh, the pads will go on and it'll be football time. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that myself. Everyone's going to be t- talking, talking it up. It's going to be it's going to be a big, big uh um, a, a, a big year, I think, just to kind of see things get back to normal um, in the NFL, especially. But Dale, we, we got to lead off talking about the big news that happened Monday. Melvin Ingram signing with the Steelers. Um, you know, we've both written about it for DK on the, on the site. Uh, and people can go check that out uh, whenever they get the chance. But in your in your mind, does this is this the big move that solidifies the defense, or is do you think that there's still more work that needs to be done to address depth on that unit because that was one of the big questions all offseason and this was arguably the biggest position where that question existed yeah I, I think you know I probably as I as I wrote in in the talking point I probably would have waited a couple of weeks till I got a chance to see mm. you know what some of these guys look like in pads that being said the guys that they're bringing back there other than Quincy Roche are guys that they did see in pads. Yeah. So they have an idea what this is. They, they didn't overpay for Melvin Ingram. Um, you know, it's $4 million for a year. That, that was my biggest concern with him when I, when I wrote the talking point is you're talking about a guy who held out last year when he had a $14 million salary. Mm. Um, so, you know, so I, 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 you know, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't see them going out and giving him six or seven or $8 million. Right. Uh, you know, to do it that way something in that three to four million dollar range okay that makes a little more sense uh you know the other issue that i have with it is that you know he's essentially your number three outside linebacker and he's not going to play any special teams right and that's what you want you know now alex highsmith is young enough that he Mm -hmm. can do that and and if he were to happen to get hurt playing special teams okay you've got melvin ingram there at the same time melvin ingram missed a bunch of games last year missed nine games last year and, and you know so there's some rolling of the dice here with that. And the other thing that it does, uh, you know, you've spent some of your capital, um, you know, they had $13 million going into the, the signing and they also signed Chaz green as well. And that was a, that was a, a veteran minimum deal. Um, but so you spent some of that capital that you had, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, Kevin Colbert likes to go into a season with enough money to sign 10 players. That's in a 16 game season. Do you bump that up now to 11 players because you're playing 17 games? Okay. And the cost of those 10 players has gone up because of the way the set, the salary cap, the new CBA is, is adjusted those, what those base salaries are. So, you know, I think the cushion that used to be three to $4 million bumped up to $5 million last year. Now maybe it rises again to $6 million in cushion uh, that you need there to be able to sign 10 guys during the season. 
So you've, you've almost pretty much blown your wad there in terms of being able to sign anybody. Uh, you know, if, if let's say, you know, they have an injury at uh, a cornerback or they have an injury oh, yeah. at safety, the, the people who are, who think that, you know, Malik Hooker, I, I, I don't know that they need to sign another guy here right now. Okay. I think, I think you wait and see what happens. You're going to have an injury in training camp. Very true. That's what the odds odds tell us that handle that. Yeah. The odds tell us that there will be an injury in training camp. The odds, Mm -hmm. if not in training camp in the first month of the season, that you're going to need to sign somebody who is competent or capable of, of, of playing some snaps for you. That's that, you know, when, if you don't have that capability, that's how Marcus Allen ends up playing 200 snaps last year. And nobody wants to see that. No, (laughs) no, except for, you know, mama and papa Allen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, this is after after what they saw last year. The Steelers cannot afford to be, you know, Marcus, fine. You know, for if, spot, you, if, spot you, if you use all your money up, you know, last year they, they, they had to finagle things to sign Avery Williamson. So, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of moves uh, the year before that, you make the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, you bring him in, you, you, you've made, you know, you, you make a trade for Nick Vanette. You want to be able to be able to do those kind of things. So you don't want to spend all of your money. And, and if you go out and sign Malik Hooker, is he necessary? I mean, he'd be a nice addition and, and help your depth. Uh, or, you know, the people wanting them to re-sign Steven Nelson. I, where's that money coming from? Yeah, it's a good. Now, I, now, here's the thing is that they have approximately like a little over $9 million left, I believe, after uh, signing Chaz Green and Melvin Ingram. So now they're in a position where. You know, t- typically, like as I've understood it, Kevin Colbert usually keeps for that, for that money you were talking about around five to six million dollars just hanging around. Like that's the emergency fund where, you know, if if bad things happen, hey, I got to go get this guy. We have space to maneuver. And around. the great thing about it, Chris, is if you don't spend it, you can roll it over into next year. Right. And next year's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Next ridiculous. year, then you, you, you increase what you have available even more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't you don't just spend it just to spend it. But what if you get on the right spots? But what if you get a guy who like a Malik Hooker, like a Brian Poole? Like what, just, if a, what if a, a guy like Joe Hayden gets released again? Yeah, that, and you know that, what I'm saying? That, no, I'm ready for you. You want to have that. You want to have the flexibility to be able to make that move. Right. If you spend, if you spend your wad now, and you spend all your, you spend. Okay, we want to have six million, so we're going to spend. We're going to we're going to go out and get these guys before training camp starts. And then all of a sudden, a veteran guy gets released at the end of camp. You can't afford him. Right. No, that's very true. And that, and that has benefited them in the past when they've been doing that. I just I wonder if there's another guy who's worth a, like a three to four million dollar contract that you'd be like, I'd be willing to take that risk with them. It's apparent that Melvin Ingram was worth that. And he's the guy like as I just as I showed in my Carter's classroom, you can move him around. He's not just an edge guy. You can move him. Right. Inside. He plays interior and does all does that kind of stuff. Right. And, and and see, that's where I think his best use. He may not. He won't contribute on special teams, but he can be like, hey, let's move him around a little bit. That and and we could do some exotic things there, and that could be something cool to have for a year here. But like you said, the, the, their special teams concerns, and I do agree. They, they need to keep their eyes open because this is, again, this is still a COVID-impacted season. One, there's still people not that haven't gotten their vaccines. Two, there's also still teams that need to clear out money to get to, to handle things for this year. And three, there's always still training camp. Like, like you said, crazy things can happen. And if you want to be able to reap the benefits of those crazy things happening, you do need cap space. And I think right around $9 million, 
that's a safe amount of space to say like, Hey, if, if the, if the, if the unthinkable happens, like I saw Steelers Twitter blowing up on Tuesday saying, what if they trade for Xavier Howard? You know, like, you know, if, if let's, let's say you wanted to do that, by the way, he would make a $12 million cap hit. So that's a whole nother story, but let's, <laughs> let, let, let's make the magic here. Let's, let's say somehow you convince the dolphins to give you another superstar defensive back. And it is that you find a way to work it down to that price number. Would, wouldn't you rather have that? Than to go to go to go in and use more of that space to sign guys that are still free agents because no one knows what to do right now and everyone else is kind of looking around saying, uh, do we get this guy? Do we not get this guy? Is he is he done with his injury? That's a question the Steelers have to consider. They felt comfortable with the Melvin Ingram situation. I feel like that that's also uh, significant to look at how they're going to be able to use their defensive front and that's also I think it's it's a little different there because you know they signed Arthur Mollett you know, during, during the off season as a guy that can help at safety. They're, they're confident that they can get some young guys to step in and, and help at cornerback. There's, 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 there was no guarantees with that edge rusher position. Cat, like you said, Cassius Marsh, they knew who he was. They, they, they saw him and maybe he'll get a little bit better this off season uh, with a, with an off season to work with the Steelers, but you can't bank on that. And the same thing with a six round draft pick and Quincy Roche, they needed a legitimate third option. And then they can hope that, Hey, if a fourth guy emerges, great. If not, it's not a de- it's not a life or death thing this year. Yeah, I, I don't see the the uh, the safety depth being as bad as what what a lot of people seemingly think. Uh, you, I mean, you for, you didn't even mention you know uh, Miles Killebrew or Antoine Brooks there yeah. either. Yes, and, and they're they're you know Trey Norwood was playing some free mm-hmm. safety at, at, at uh, you know OTAs and things of that nature. So they've got some options there. Uh, I'm not concerned about that as you know all that uh, all that much. Same thing at inside linebacker. I think you know when I when I took a, a look at that, um, you know if they can keep Ulysses, if Ulysses Gilbert is healthy, you've got Robert Spillane there who got a starting experience last year. You got Vince Williams there. You drafted Buddy Johnson. Uh, the cornerback position is, is one that you know I, I think they don't cut Stephen Nelson unless they feel pretty confident that at least one of those young guys is going to step forward and be ready to play. Um, and again, you improved your pass rush with the, you know, with your, uh, the addition uh, of, of going and getting Melvin Ingram. I, I think, you know, you don't, you're not going to see any, you know, even if Highsmith were to, were to fall flat on his face this year, you have right. a nice backup option. Now the pass rush is going to be the pass rush. They've led the league in sacks the last four years. I, you know, if I were going to Vegas and going to lay money on, on who's going to lead the, the, the league in sacks again this year, uh, the Steelers would be the bet, even though they probably aren't the, you know, the, 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 you know, they're, they're probably the top money guy. Maybe somebody would bet some Washington as well, but they're a good, a, a solid bet as any yeah, to do it again. That money. So if you do that, do you need your secondary to cover as much? Probably not because they're going to get pressure on the quarterback. So, you know, I, I think they feel pretty good about what they have right now. I know for Steeler fans, you know, when, when they make a big splash signing like that and, and, and you know, today they announced the, the, the Chaz Green signing as well. You're like, ooh, hey, the camp opens this week and they made a signing. This is like the opening of free agency. Don't get carried away. <laughs> that's, that's outside the norm for this team. They, they're much more cautious in their approach, and I expect them to continue to be so. I expect them to be to continue to be so as well. We're going to take a quick break here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. When we come back, we'll get you some training camp talk because that opens up Thursday. I want to get Dale's thoughts before we all head in there. It's going to be an exciting time, but listen to that right after this break.
Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly, chopping it up on your Pittsburgh Steelers with training camp set to open Thursday. It's going to be an exciting time. Now, Dale, I'm I'm pumped because this is going to be like finally we can get to the like, some 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 real talk here. And yes, like you said, it's going to be football in shorts for a few days. They got to get reacclimated, but when we start to see the pads are popping and we got to see get to, get to see some guys hit, we're going to get a real sense, a better sense of where a lot of these guys stand um, because then the, and the coaches will too. I mean, they, they, they've said, listen, like Mike Thomas always said, you know, you know, football in shorts doesn't mean that much. Uh, Adrian Clem said during mini camp is like, you know, yeah, sure. Those guys look right good now, but you look very different when you got to hit somebody in front of you. That's going to be something that I have my eye on. Of all the different groups that you want to that you want to watch that you're going to be watching this in this training camp, Dale, which of those groups do you think is the, has the most intrigue as far as the different battles that might happen, and far as who needs to prove themselves? Well, I think you start with the offensive line. I mean, there, there's no fans or buts about it. Um, you know, they're going to be doing one-on-one blocking drills and then getting into the team stuff with perhaps the best defensive front in football. Um, Good point. You know, you know, so you want to see who holds up and who doesn't. I mean, if you can, if you can win one-on-ones against Cam Hayward or Stephon Tuitt or, or TJ Watt, you might be okay. You know <laughs> what I mean? You might be okay. So that's going to be one that you watch. I think everybody's going to be watching that. Obviously, Najee Harris is going to be a big storyline as well. Um, you know, how does he look carrying the football? Believe it or not, folks, the Steelers are one of the few teams in the league that actually hit at training camp, they actually tackle to the ground. Mm-hmm. How much they'll do of that with Najee Harris, we'll see. They do, they will do it with him. They will tackle him to the ground at times. As a matter of fact, that's how Le'Veon Bell got uh, nicked up his rookie year. Uh, first, first practice, he uh, twisted his foot a little bit, uh, you know, on a, on a live tackling drill. So you kind of have to balance that out a little bit, but they will do it. I remember when the, when the uh, Detroit Lions came in for a joint practice a few years ago mm-hmm. and uh, standing there talking to some, some Lions reporters, and all of a sudden the Steelers went live, mm-hmm. and they started tackling, and they were like, <gasps> <laughs> you guys actually tackle? Your t- the Steelers actually tackle in, in practice? Yeah, that's what they do. Uh, same thing with the, when the Bills came to town. You know, that, uh, that, I can't remember if it was after that or before that. I think it was after. But – yeah, I mean, they go live, and there aren't many teams that do it, uh, but they do it because that's how you get tougher. That's what that mentality uh, that, that Mike Tomlin and Adrian Clem were talking about, how you, okay, you know, we're trying to build to that mentality. Well, you don't build a, a, a tough mentality, a, 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 you know, pounding mentality by not tackling in practice. Right. You know, you build it. You, you got you to gotta make it, you know, physical and see if, if your guys can hold up to it. And then you'll get into the games. You know, you always say you want to make the games easier than practice. Right. That's not always uh, something that can happen in today's NFL because of the rules. Uh, but you can make certain days of it as as hard as a game. And that's what you try to do here. And to say the Steelers have four preseason games as well. I don't expect many of the starters, if any, to play in that first preseason. I think maybe you'll see some linemen out there, certainly some offensive linemen and things of that nature. Uh, but they'll use those preseason games uh, to get themselves ready. And I think you'll see more starters out there than you typically would in this preseason because they've got so many young guys that are trying to prove themselves in the offensive line will be, uh, will be, you know, that'll be the group that's out there the most. I think. I, I agree. That's what I want to see 
is because like you like you said they're talking about being physical they're talking about being nasty they're talking about doing all the things that you need to do to be an offensive line that's going to dictate the flow of the game more assert yourself and, and you know assert your will into the game you can't if you're going to wait until a preseason game to do that, you're going to put yourself way behind, you know, gauging who is doing that in the right way. And, you know, if, you know, how do you, how do you fix that with someone? Can you fix that with someone? All that stuff needs to happen early on. And that's the, those are some of the drills that I'm going to, that I love watching during regular training camp. It's, it's kind of weird to say that Dale, because I haven't been to, you know, I haven't been to a training camp practice since 2019. Um, you know, but I, I, you know, those are things that I love to watch is when they when they're just doing their one on ones, just seeing who's going to who's going to outwork who like that's the thing. We saw Zach Banner just consistently day after day doing his thing, getting better at it and then showing, hey, I'm I'm the one of the better options that you have. And that's how he was eventually. Well, that's how you that's how he did it last year. And then that's how that's how we've seen guys come up over the years. Just like, hey, you know, this this is how they. Um, this, this is how they assert themselves. And it's going to be about a daily regimen. It's about daily co- being consistent in those practices. A lot of people, and this happens every year, Dale, I'm, I'm sure you can attest. A lot of people will get excited in a preseason game when, you know, when, uh, when, you know, a, a receiver makes a one-handed catch or, you know, somebody has a big sack and a fumble or an interception return for a touchdown. But if that player isn't doing those type of things in practice all throughout training camp, those plays don't matter nearly as much as the fans think they do. Yeah, I mean, I think the games you get like a 60% grade on and the practices are 40%, but mm-hmm. you can't just play in the games. You better show something in practice. Right. You know, you can't it can't just be all games, but likewise, you can't just be, oh, he's a great practice player, no, but he doesn't do anything in the games. In the games. Right. So th- you got to balance that a little bit. The games are weighted a little more heavily because, as Mike Tomlin says, it's football in stadiums as, a pair, as opposed to you know, although this year, most of the practices will be in a stadium, go figure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the games will be important and I, I think they're going to be really important this year for those, you know, first and second year guys, the guys who didn't get or, or haven't ever played in a preseason game before, because let's face it. I mean, if you were a rookie last year, you know, a guy like Anthony McFarland, uh, they don't know any, they don't know whether you can hold up in pass protection uh, against another team, right? You know, you can run backs on backers all you want, but that doesn't simulate that exactly. No, you know, it doesn't. can you can you slide across the formation and pick up that blitzer from from the you're on the left side and slide across the formation and pick him up on the right side? You know, backs on backers doesn't show you that. Um, you know, so those are the things that you that you want to see a guy like Ulysses Gilbert again. Uh, he, you know, he he played well in his first preseason two years ago. How has he progressed? We haven't gotten to see enough of him because of the injuries. So, you know, I think there's a lot of guys here that you look at and you say, okay, this is going to be a big preseason for some of these guys. Um, you know, even a guy like Alex Highsmith didn't have a preseason last year. Chase Claypool didn't have a, a preseason last year. So that made what they did uh, that much more impressive. Uh, but, you know, how much how much do they play a guy like Alex Highsmith? Does he play like this is, you know, you know, if you remember back, T.J. Watt, mm-hmm. his rookie year, played every damn near every snap in, in those preseason games. They were trying to get him ready to go. Do they do that with Highsmith or because he got five games of starting experience last year, do they, do they treat him like he's a, an established starter? So it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Mike Tomlin handles some of these things. Um, I do expect to see the line play a lot in the preseason uh, it, because you also want to give your quarterbacks a chance. 
to, right. to show what they can do. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to take your, your starting offensive line out and all of a sudden it's storming the castle and your quarterback <laughs> doesn't have any time. Your running backs can't get out of the backfield. Right. It's just, you know, it's just a train wreck. So it's going to be interesting to see them balance that. The other thing is, is they don't have the stars mm. that they used to have, you know, where you would tip your cap to, okay, Al Villanueva or Marquise Pouncey or David DeCastro. Right. We don't, we don't need to see you at all in the preseason. Well, this, this group, current group, they kind of need to see him out there, you know, and, and you're not going to say, well, we're going to rest you here because we know what you can do. You're a veteran guy. No, they're going to play. And I expect them to play. I expect the offensive line to play at least four full quarters together mm-hmm. in this preseason. Um, you know, I expect the secondary to maybe, maybe not Joe Hayden. Right. But the, some of those other guys, I expect to see him out there quite a bit, you know, and just to see what they can do. I think they're still searching uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of different guys in that slot cornerback position. I think they feel pretty good about the, 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 the lane and, and Pierre combination, um, in terms of our, you know, they can, can they play at the NFL level, right? But they're still searching for who's that backup, uh, you know, who's that backup nickel corner, you know, if, if they want to keep Cam Sutton on the outside, or if they, you know, something, something would happen to Sutton, you better have a second guy ready to go. I agree. You, you got to have those guys. And, and that's one thing. That's another thing we're going to see. And, and, you know, I know they, a lot of this is going to be about the offensive line, but how consistent can some of those backup cornerbacks be who wins out in those battles? Those are going to be the things that we, that we, that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about after these training camp practices, Dale, we got a lot, we got a lot of practices lined up over the next couple of weeks here. It's going to be really exciting to finally see some actual football and pads, you know, and you'll be able to see some fans at the stadium when they're at Heinz field. It's going to be a it's going to be a really interesting time. I'm going I'm going to be interested in covering this with you right here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. Dale, thanks as always for being on the show. Thanks for doing this with me. You're a great partner. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. Keep up with our work at dkpittsburghsports.com. Stay tuned to this podcast platform for all the shows on the dkpittsburghsports.com platform, whether it's DK's Daily Shots, these Lolly Carter Steelers podcasts, my H2P podcast, all our hockey, uh, baseball, everything that we do here. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment. Also, remember to subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app, uh, and, and all the other apps that, that, that host podcasts out there. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Ali. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you very soon when we're getting into training camp.